The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 right now and get $100 at WinBet. Or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the DJ and Dance. Our March Madness bankroll contest is back. It's free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes is up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb coming to you live here on a sunday night it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez the bosses were pushing for a Sunday night live reaction show. They may not want one after tonight. It is, of course, <laughs> a wrap-up of the Phoenix Raceway weekend. Cody, buddy, we, uh, we're now fresh off of the heels of the Phoenix race. Uh, initial reactions is what we're after. What are we after here? What are, what are, we, what are we feeling today? Yeah, I guess everyone wanted to, uh, to hear our reactions after these races. Rod... It's been four for four. We're at the end of regulation. We have had the winning driver bet on in the lead at the end of regulation. Only one of those races we've cashed. So, man, it stings. These overtimes have just been killing us. Of course, the one week that didn't go to overtime uh, in in Auto Club, that's the one we cashed at. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's like we've been, I mean, we've been nailing these guys to get there and win. And then all these damn late cautions like, it's almost you can almost just set it to to a timer. Somebody in the Discord said, "Man, it's almost like basketball where you just tune in for the last two minutes to see what actually happens." It's like, oh, they're killing us. Well, so I made a comment too in the Discord, and if I I tweeted it out too, if you go back and look through my Twitter, I I just recently watched Cars Two with my girls. We were watching it on Friday night after we had watched uh, the uh, Xfinity. We watched practice. We watched Ricky Bobby, and then we watched the Cars movie. And in that movie. Right in that World Grand Prix, the camera operator had a special laser that just exploded the all in all at just the right time to make a caution and to take out these cars. That's what I think is going on. All of a sudden, race control goes, uh, They're getting too strung out. Uh, we need some more uh, cautions. Why don't you go ahead and uh, what the 21 cars far enough back? Let's go ahead and blast the 21 car, hit the 21 car, and then next thing you know, he spins out. And the guy with the button found his way back into the room and pushed the button, and we had a phantom caution. Cody, there was no need. 
did you see did you see debris fly to that 21 car yeah i mean at least it was a harder hit than almarola had last week i guess but mm. man they're they're just so quick to it and yeah i mean it's like it's the old buffalo wild wings commercial right where the guys <laughs> running on the football field and and they pull out the button from behind the bar and click it and the sprinkler head pops up and and trips somebody it's like i think they might have one of those uh one of those out there and yeah it just man it's every week we get these late cautions and it just changes how everything was and how everything was going to be and it, it sucks from a from an aspect of, of getting it right and and then being wrong anyways yeah right what's up buddy yes definitely a rough night right cape once again joining us in the chat we love that all right let's just for i feel like we just sort of went straight to our grievances we got people listening on the podcast that are like what the hell is this guy even talking about all right so we just finished up phoenix obviously the united rental uh work united 500 from phoenix william byron your back-to-back -back winners or uh, your back-to-back -back winner in this race he led and commanded the the whole pretty much the whole first stage uh and then it was you know uh kyle larson that came out and dominated for much of the race then kevin harvick started to dominate late in the race and then of course the cautions uh and then like two or three is strung out in a row there toward the end of the race and then william byron in the the overtime shootout the three-lap shootout ended up claiming the win uh in this race Derek yoder our buddy picks by blaze on twitter Derek. he says harrison burton had a byron or larson outright ticket which is why he spun uh yeah you're right there's tons of debris i just i i crossed it out of my <laughs> mind i i was so pissed in my defense i was watching it unmute at the restaurant while we were eating dinner with family after our our basketball tournament today so i didn't exactly see or hear all of the stuff at the end there but i just knew it was going to happen and uh no surprise yeah well no and look at you you were good to watch it on mute because i basically was going to throw stuff at the tv rory picks in the chat saying larson pole live and scotty Sheffler or Scheffler, nice weekend yeah yes, larson we pole. did hit we did hit larson on the pole we gave that out on the the live show friday and I did have Scotty Scheffler as well at nine to one this weekend, so that was a nice, uh, nice little hit there, Rory. Beautiful stuff, yeah. I mean, at least we salvaged something out of it, and we didn't. Our bets did not go completely out, uh, but there were two quite disappointing things that happened. But let's just talk about the overall flow of the race first, Cody, because I want to, uh, I want to just hit on the fact that this race was. I don't know. I don't want to say wasn't entertaining because it was. Obviously, there was stuff to, to go for, but you had William Byron jump out huge to a lead. Then you had Larson jump out huge to a lead. The action happened basically from about third place on in this. And there was a lot more action going on from third place on than there was at the top. Does that keep you, does that keep you interested? Overall, what was your take? Yeah, it does. I mean, I kind of expected a green flag race. I talked about that in the discord before the race. Just there was no issues in practice. There was no issues in qualifying. Like everybody just ran smooth laps. We got a ton of cautions yesterday in the Xfinity race, which we'll cover here in a little bit. And so it seemed like today was just going to be one of those caution free days. Uh, and it really, it was, I don't mind the racing when it's caution free. Uh, I know sometimes it gets strung out a little bit and you get, you get some follow the leader, but that's kind of how racing has been for a long time. Anyways, I guess we're lucky enough to have these uh, late cautions to keep everything, everything entertaining at the end. Right. Because it's, uh, 
man, it just, uh, yeah, bit us again. But but I felt like the racing throughout the day was pretty good, and, and there seemed to be enough storylines. Again, I was kind of in and out. We had we were at basketball this, this afternoon, so I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing. Of course, I'll, I'll go back and watch it this week and see what else I can learn from it. But kind of what we expected in a way was with the Larson thing. I mean, luckily we were on that early in the week. We got him a nine to one. That was going to feel like great value because this morning he was three to one, three fifty, something like that. And so it was like, man, it, it really has, you know, was looking good. Chevy is now four for four in these races. They've won all four races, dominated the last three that weren't super speedway races. Um, and so obviously they've got an advantage, something we can talk about as well. They, <laughs> The Hendrick cars also had a bunch of stuff confiscated this weekend and potential big fines and, and stuff coming there. But um, but they obviously, the Chevys haven't figured out. Hendrick Motorsports specifically. Uh, William Byron, welcome to the party. Uh, I just, I really, I expected Larson to jump out and grab that lead early and run away with it. And Byron hung there all day. I mean, he obviously grabbed that lead early and then got behind Larson, but stuck right there with him and, and then, you knew that his pit crew was gonna was gonna get him out there up there, uh, and that's what really screwed Harvick. And so I, I felt like the the racing was good. It just uh, it would have been even better if if Larson or Harvick had just hung on to it. Well, with all that talk of the downforce reduction, of being able to pass, of and being able to keep uh, in touch with with everybody, yeah, like I said, in the middle of the pack, that felt exactly right. I mean, there was a lot of passing going on from about third place on back to like fifteenth and. You know, you saw guys like Bowman charge back up and get some top tens. You saw um, Chase Briscoe start moving his way through the field. The only thing is that the leader took off. And when the leader took off, that was it. I mean, Harvick was up by about three seconds there before that that one caution that bunched the field back up again. So, you know, it's just a matter of the whole reason they changed the package came to fruition except for the front. It's very hard to pass people in the front um, Dylan O'Donnell in the chat saying Brian is keeping the 24 looking good. Yeah, I guess uh, Jeff Gordon would love that thing to have some rainbow colors on it. But um, yeah, definitely William Byron not not be smirching the 24. Let's uh, let's talk through our bets like we normally do as well, um, and and just sort of flow through that as we go through the race flow as well. Um, obviously, by Kevin Harvick, another top 10 finish. I mean, I mean, just the lock of all locks, right? That's 20 in a row now at Phoenix. Incredible. He was so close to getting to that 10 wins at one track list. They brought ugh, they brought that list up at the end. Almost made me puke. What are you doing? We're jinxing it after right after they talked about how he's finished every single race he's ever started there. I'm like, and Clint Boyer said, he's like, don't say that. What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, just the most automatic thing, right? It opened, I think it was. Minus 160 when we gave it out on the Discord right when it opened. took about 20 minutes to change, but even up until I think yesterday, you could get it still at minus 190. I, I went very heavy on that. That was that one was probably going to be the thing that, that made or break my day and, and kept me pretty much even. So I'll, I'll walk away with that, but man, what could have been as we get through these? It, uh, what could have been, Rod? What definitely could have been. And listen, I love Danica in the booth. I do. I, I think she's pretty good up there, but... Come on, man. You got to know that you can't sit there and say, oh, I'd love a late race caution. Shut up. 
No, man. Who cheers for a late race caution like that? Like, no. no she obviously, like, uh, like Burton, had money on somebody besides oh. Kevin Harvick. So. Well, no, because she was, listen, she was championing Reddick, uh, championing Reddick the whole day. She, she kept was. Saying, she, was she was definitely live betting Reddick, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. I know it's legal there in Arizona, so. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was, she was putting live bets cause she just kept talking about Reddick like throughout the day. Like she was obsessed with, like, I didn't even listen to the whole race cause I was going in and out with being on mute and, and listening. And, and every time I turned it on, Danik was talking about Reddick. I'm like, good Lord. Yeah. She definitely was all over Reddick and I'm sure she was live betting him. Uh, Rye wanted to know what happened to Hamlin. Let me answer that question by the oh, next two. Ready? Yeah. So I had Brad. <laughs> what happened to both of these? That's guys. what I'm saying. I had Brad Keselowski as a top 10 car. Cody, will you please enlighten me on where Brad Keselowski was running the whole damn race? Well, Rod, every single lap, he was in the top 10 the whole day. So I'm yeah. sure this one cashed, right? Yeah. No, oh, sure. No, he did not. You know why? Because <laughs> he ended up finishing like back in 18. Yeah, what? He so, just, I mean, and there were some guys in the Discord that got some great value. I think he was at like at plus 300 at one point this week. And so guys were jumping all over that. And like, this just looked like the greatest bet. Like they talked about that during the race. Where he he hadn't didn't wasn't in didn't run any green flag laps in the top ten either race last season, and spent the entire day in the top ten, and then you get into these overtime finish and nowhere to be found. So that last restart, I watched the on camera video of him and I listened to the audio and it sounded like he missed a shift or it didn't shift. So he felt Maybe. like a brick, and that's I mean that's what you see. You saw him start. And then all of a sudden you just saw everybody start passing him because you heard you heard the car miss something. You heard it just not not fire off. And that was it. That's the difference between 10th place and 18th place. And and he was in sixth, seventh place the entire time. Same type of thing happened to Hamlin, where Hamlin, uh him and right, him Ryan and had, had Kozlowski plus three fifty oh, for the top ten. Damn oh, it, just heartbreak. I mean, it was the perfect bet. Like so much value there. And he was a top ten car all damn day long. Yeah, um, oh. and so and so with Hamlin, uh, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, with Hamlin, it was a lot of the same thing. Actually, Hamlin was up in the top ten all damn day as well. Uh, and and we hit half of this where Blaney did finish in second place. This was the opposite thing. Where where the hell did Brian Blaney come from? <laughs> That's what we want to know. But yeah, Blaney finishes in second, but Hamlin, and, and and again because they were so focused on the front of the pack, which obviously you got all the storylines up there, you're going to miss it. But Hamlin uh, ended up getting up into the, well, I, he kind of forced Chastain up the track, and then they sort of touch. Those it, guys always find each other, don't they? It's always the 11 <laughs> and the 1, man. It's always the 11. And it, in fact, on uh, on his, his podcast, they had uh, joked about him and Chastain getting into it, I think, didn't they? I think yep. I remember. Yeah, that. he brought it up. Yeah, yep. he's like another <laughs> Chastain job. And so, uh, and so, yeah, and so the 11 and the 1, and and really, this time it felt like it was Denny who was in the wrong because Ross had no place to go. You watched the eleven drift up the track and get into the one, and then Hamlin just just dropped like a rock, and that was it. Like there was no top ten finish for Hamlin. So both Brad and Denny, up until that very last caution, both had top ten runs going. Both had him taken away by a silly little mistake. Yeah, Ryan Blaney, man, I, I went heavy on the head-to-heads against him this week. Like, as much as he's been struggling and, and everything, it was like, I, and he was paired up with like all these big dogs, is like Larson, Kyle Busch, Denny Ham. I'm like, taking all these guys. 
the whole thing. It's just cash and all of them. Like, oh, Ryan Blaney, nowhere to be. He must be hanging out with Chase Briscoe and BJ McLeod back there. And then all of a sudden, he finishes second and screws up all of them. Which yeah. shout out to Chase Briscoe, by the way, Derek. I know you're on here, so uh, <sighs> I will bring it up. He did have a solid finish. He ended up, uh, I mean, he up up front, front, but he was running decent all day, finishing seventh place. So. I guess we could take him off the milk carton for this week, at least. Well, so he was he had his way into the top 10 with, I'd say, about 20 laps to go or something, maybe more than that. But I know that I was keeping a close eye on it because of one of my bets that so we'll bring up later. But I was definitely keeping a close eye on him and where he was going. And he shot up. I mean, I get credit to the 14. He figured out a way to get around this track quickly and, you know, can't take anything away from him. But, Cody, your next bet definitely hit. Yeah. Yeah, and I had William Byron over Chase Briscoe. Not in question all day. Uh, again, Briscoe ended up with a decent run, but William Byron, obviously the you know one of the better cars here. He, he dominated early and then ran second all day, and then ends up being there at the end to win this. So yeah, this one wasn't even close. It was minus one fifty five, so juiced up a little bit, but even minus one fifty five isn't that crazy. Uh, and I felt like it was just very lopsided. And I think, I mean, William Byron obviously is showing that he's going to need to be taken seriously going forward. So uh, he. He's very, very much showed up the last two weeks. I mean, had the best car last week, ends up getting the overtime win. Um, and then again this week, one of the two best cars out there with no question ends up in victory lane yet again. So uh, going to have to start looking William Byron's way a little more. You're going to have to start looking William Byron's way anymore. Sorry. That, that was <laughs> that was unprofessional. I mean, Rod's still salty. <laughs> I am way salty right now. We're, I, not salty enough to not take a break. We need to take a, a quick break real quick, and then when we come back, we'll continue. I'll continue to just pour salt uh, all over everybody's wounds. Uh, but let's do that after the break. Let's tell you about WinBet. See official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet's now active in Massachusetts, among other states out there. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each hour Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet's Win Hour. Marquee games of the week while the better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited, of course, to state availability. And for you DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a free $1,000 credit. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to March or head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Salty. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present. The state replay through WinBet is available. If you or somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. The DJ and Dance, our March Madness bankroll contest, is back. It's free to enter, and $1,000 in cash and prizes is up for grabs. Plus, of course, we've got first half under bingo, where you can win an SGPN gift card. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. <sighs> All right, let's get back to this race. I will say, I will say, okay, my mood, while salty as it is right now, uh, was was sort of uh, muted a little bit by the fact that I did get Brenner out of tonight. So uh, had pancakes, bacon, hash browns for dinner. I I I'm flying high right now. I we may have lost all these bets, but I had Brenner, so I'm happy. Hey, that's uh, that that's about my favorite. I don't know if I've ever called it heard. I don't know if I've ever heard it called Brenner. What? I like that. I I mean, just breakfast for dinner, but. Oh, but comment section. I I'm going to start calling him Brenner now. I didn't Co really heard comment that section. Please <laughs> tell him that it's Brenner. Holy cow. That's going. I love it. That's my favorite. Breakfast for dinner is my favorite thing. 
Yeah. Uh, so yes, I, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Well then there we go. See, see, everybody's happier by Brenner. It's just the way it is. <laughs> um, all right. So we talked about our, our Hamlin Blaney. Um, my next bet was Eric Almarola over Bubba Wallace. Two weeks in a row, I'm, I think I'm off Eric Almarola for good for the rest of the season, Cody. I'm placing myself in a permanent 10-car timeout. Well, what even happened with his wheel just falling apart? I don't – yeah, I'd be, I'm curious to see, and maybe Derek uh, and Brian will get into this on the, the All Things Go podcast this week with him being over in the Stuart Haas shop. But, what, I mean, his wheel just fell out of the thing. I don't even know what how that happens or – or what even happened? So that was that was pretty crazy. He he was running. Uh, he should have retired. Rory says in the chat. Uh, <laughs> good call, Rory. That Smithfield money was just too much for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I man, I don't know. He wasn't running super great throughout the race, but I think he was doing okay. Uh, Bubba wasn't great here, which which uh, you know I think was kind of your really your angle here, and with with Almarola's good his history at uh flat track short flat tracks it you expected him to do better and then obviously the tire was kind of the the nail in the tire for that bet and uh <laughs> and yeah it, it just i mean with the two lap penalty then after that it, after the the tire comes off again and uh yeah well and that okay so first of all almarola and bubba it was always bubba ahead of almarola for the most part i mean almarola had a couple of laps there where he was ahead of bubba and then Bubba would find his way back around. So this bet probably wouldn't have cashed anyways. But I'm telling you right now, go and watch the the Cars 2 movie, man. If you want conspiracy theory, this is this is where we get it from. I'm, you know, they, they popped Eric Amarola's tire from the cameras and, and made his wheel fall off. And then, you know, they did it to the 21 car. They were like, oh, my God, we've only had stage, com- uh, stage ca- cautions in this lot or in this race, rather. Woo, man, heated. Uh, and we need to get this thing bunched back up again. Um, which car is not doing well that we can we can get off the track? Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Uh, I'm so I'm so angry. But Eric Amarola did not cash his bet, by the way. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, and Derek did say they'll they're gonna get answers. Brian's gonna get answers and let everybody know. So make sure you check out the All Things Go podcast. Uh, they're also having a conversation, and and the JDK he's always in the Discord chatting in there he's confused as to who he got his picks from but uh there's so many good <laughs> like him he said maybe i'm confused i listen to a lot of content throughout the week and same buddy i uh I, yeah <laughs> sometimes i'm like who's somebody made a really good point but i can't remember which one it was <laughs> he doesn't have his trusty notebook and, right uh, yeah rye cape did say we were talking about bubba a minute ago bubba at atlanta next week super speedway racing again next week we all know it's a shit show but so much fun to bet on Get your Coriola Joy bets placed early before everybody and their brother jumps on them. You know I've been on him all last season, this season. This is the race we almost cashed him big last season. Well, I guess it was the fall Atlanta race, but the track anyways. So as soon as those Coriola Joy bets are out there, get on them early. Uh, my next matchup, I had Kevin Harvick over Martin Truex Jr. Not even close all day. I mean, Truex, not really a factor throughout the day. I, I don't really remember even seeing him up in the top 10 at all. I know at one point he was running back with Ty Gibbs, which is not a great thing, not a great place to be generally. He finished his 17th, so obviously Harvick uh, leading there at the end and then ends up in the fifth position. So at minus one, this was minus 114 either way. Um, but yeah, that, that was an easy one. Also, I had Eric Almarola top 10 plus 215. We just touched on that. So again, a plus 215, I feel like it was a decent bet, but 
Yeah. I just, and the, the Truex thing, yeah, he, he definitely did not have the speed that he wanted. He ended up finishing in 17th place, but I think that was even a generous position for him. Um, he was on the lead lap. I believe he was on the lead lap. Uh, very few of those cars, though, by the end of that, was <laughs> were actually on the lead lap. That's how that's how dominant the leaders were at one point, where they're putting the twentieth place car, um, you know, down uh, a lap, and that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and well, fun fact too, since you brought that up, there was thirty three lead lap finishers in Saturday's Xfinity race, the most ever in an Xfinity Series race at a track less than two point five miles in length. So basically, the super speedways. Uh, that's from Joseph Shrigley over at, at tobychristie.com, but that's great. 33 guys finished on the lead lap in the Xfinity race. Now, there was a lot of caution, so that helps, obviously. It doesn't get them strung out, gets a lot of lucky dogs and stuff, but still, even with the cautions, not that many guys wrecked out, and uh, I thought that was I thought that was an impressive statistic. Well, uh, I do too. Rory says he just wants to look and sound as good as me. Hey, listen, when Same, you Rory. when Same. you can't look, when you can't pick winners, you gotta compensate somehow, and I guess that's how I compensate. Uh, as far as the sounding good part, I don't, still don't know. I'm not sold on the looking good part. Um, all right, <laughs> so my next pick was Bowman over Briscoe. This is the one that I was uh, looking at the most because I was watching Briscoe. Uh, move up the charts, and it was starting to piss me off because I was like, where did you find the speed, Chase Briscoe? Bowman, a solid top 10 car for basically the entire day. I mean, he was inching up close, and then over the last few laps, he found his way into the top 10. He finished ninth place inside the top 10. Hey, hats off to all of the Hendrick Motorsports cars, all four in the top 10. Yes. I mean, look at that. You give them a week to prepare. You give them time on the simulator. You, you give them a chance to, you know, know ahead of time and not just throwing in there last second. He, he's a very competent driver. Dale Jr. has been high on this guy for a long time. Dale Jr. spent some of his own money to get Josh Berry in a ride before they could get some sponsorship uh, up in the Xfinity Series, and he has said multiple times he thinks Berry could be a Cup Series champion. Uh, I, he's been linked a lot of times to if junior does come into the the cup series maybe barry would be his driver but uh obviously it on, you know on only his second start in the next gen car you know it's one of the better cars out there obviously look at his teammates running one two all day of course um but a great finish by josh barry um in that number nine car filling in for chase elliott yep, hats off to him i don't know what his top 10 odds were but i i want to see somebody's ticket if they took it that that's a yeah. pretty nice little ticket. I'm, I'm sure they were pretty deep Probably not too crazy because he is in a Hendrick car, but after his performance last week, I'm sure they were juiced up a little bit. Yep. Uh, all right. I had Chevy as the winning manufacturer. Thank God I salvaged something out of that. I mean, I know it was only plus 140, but still, I mean, remember I was going to pick Ford. So, and I was almost looking pretty good with Kevin Harvick doing that too. That would have been a pretty nice little hit, but um, yeah, Chevy plus 140, that one hit. So, uh, okay. Yay. 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 Hey, we'll take anything we can get. That was a question uh, that JDK was in the in the chat here. He had asked that on, on Twitter. Uh, he said, do we think that Chevy has figured something out that other manufacturers just haven't? Do we think that next year NASCAR will implement changes to get all the manufacturers on a more level playing field? So I think that Chevy obviously has the advantage early this season, yes. But we've seen this before where somebody starts the season really good, somebody starts the season really bad, and things get better, things change. Toyota last season started the start of the year horrible. The first stretch of the season, they were just bad week in and week out. That's when we were fading Denny Hamlin every week and just raking in the money. 
obviously they got things fixed later on and had a lot of success later in the season. So yes, it's Chevy for now, but I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't think it's going to stay that way. I think that, and Ford seems to be the farthest off, but Toyota's not having a lot of success either. I think that they will catch up as we continue to go through the season. Um, and then there's NASCAR implementing changes. I think since we're still in this new car, they likely will continue to change things. Um, I, I know they did confiscate those. Those uh, what did they confiscate from the, the Hendrick cars? I told you they're they're checking um, in for performance enhancers, man. They're checking that fuel yeah. for rocket fuel. Yes. Yeah, so they. Uh, it's basically the frame, frame the ridged plates that go on the front of the car. I don't have the name right in front of me here, but they did confiscate those from all four Hendrick cars and from the uh, hood louvers, louvers, I guess is what that's called. But they did confiscate it from all four Hendrick cars and the Justin Haley college car. So there is potential for this to be up to a hundred point fine for both the driver and the owner points, a reduction of 10 playoff points and four race suspensions for the crew chiefs. So if NASCAR decides, and I don't know how Hendrick, I don't know how they could go about that. And maybe they could appeal them differently at different times. I don't know, but you could potentially have all four hundred crew chiefs suspended and they're all losing a hundred points in the, in the regular season standings then the, the 10 playoff points could be huge going into the – that's William Byron that takes away his two wins, basically, and puts the other guys in a two-win hole already. Um, so going to be interesting to see how that how that plays out and if that is the case. Um, but basically, they there's that's the same rule that, that happened to Brad Keselowski's team last season where that's one of those parks that they're not allowed to tamper with. Like, however it comes manufactured, they're allowed to paint it or, or decal it to be part of the paint scheme and look normal on there, but not allowed to make any changes to it. And apparently NASCAR thought there was changes made to it. So they went, took them out and went on to inspect them. That was before qualifying Chevy obviously looked fine and qualifying with Kyle Larson, especially. And then it didn't obviously affect them in the race either, but those, those potential penalties are looming out there and could put a little bit of a hurt uh, on on the Chevy camp for from the Hendrick and and Justin Haley aspect of things. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? That's what they say. Although I will say, 100%. <laughs> uh, I was listening um, to uh, Stay Green and Brian Murphy was on there, Derek's uh, pal, and they were talking about the the millimeter difference between the aero packages in in even the decals, right? I mean, the, the decals are a millimeter too thick, and we're talking a, a decreased production in aero. So, uh, yeah, I mean... That's the, the Dale Earnhardt Jr. thing where he, he shared that that camera they had uh, on there, and they had a bunch of Budweiser st stickers stacked on top of each other just to raise it up a, a little bit. I think he said there was like 18 of them, gave them an extra quarter inch, half inch, whatever. And it's just that little tiniest advantage, and they're always looking for that, and Obviously, Chevy's and Hendrick specifically have found some. Uh, that one maybe didn't help them as much as they had thought, but uh, but could hurt them a little bit in these if these penalties do hold up. Yep, and even Chapstick too. Chapstick will do a little bit of wonders to that car. Not anymore though. But <laughs> uh, all right, so you had you had some top Ford bets as well uh, to go on top. Yeah, and now yeah, so I had Brad twelve to one, Eric uh, Almarola fourteen to one, Zane Smith at eighty to one. The Brad one was looking decent, right? He was kind of ahead of Harvick all day. It looked like it was going to be either him or Harvick that, uh, man, speaking of Ford again, we talked about this, but 
Blaney jumped up there at the end, but throughout the race, Ford was looking like they were struggling. Joey Logano absolutely hated his car. He recovered for a solid 11th place. Shout out to Ryan Priest even being up in 12th, but these guys struggled kind of throughout the day. Um, the Zane Smith thing, I was I was way off on that. He ends up 38th, uh, just did not have did not have a great run today, but uh, but Kozlowski easily could have cashed that at 12 to 1. We already talked about Almarola. It didn't show up as as we thought he would. Um, but yeah, for there was a good period of time there where it looked like Keselowski maybe could easily get that. And at 12 to 1, I feel like it was a good bet. It just it didn't quite work out. Obviously, Harvick takes that spot, which, well, no, not even because Blaney ended Blaney, up second. Yeah. So Blaney sneaks in there again like his teammate Cindric did last week and snags that top forward spot. But definitely throughout the race, Penske looked to be struggling big time. And that's going to be something to keep watching going forward with not only is Ford struggling, but Penske obviously is, is the main Ford team, the top Ford team. And they're struggling pretty big time to start this season so far to start the season, but they still had three cars inside of the top 10. So I'm, I'm wondering right. how much we're struggling. <laughs> well, like, it, yeah, it ends up that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, look, it, I struggle, but it doesn't matter how you run, right? It matters right. how you finish. So that is true. If you're there at the end through all the, the, nascar induced chaos then you know we're, we're going to be there at the end um all right and then of course i had larson to win at nine to one and i gave the the long shot of martin tricks jr at ten to one uh larson obviously don't even have to be little or be we don't have to rehash that even though you know i love hash and i love the hash browns that i just had we don't need to rehash larson and truex there's nothing there that was a nothing burger yeah. Yeah, uh, that's why I don't bet on Truex outright still at this point. Uh, but no, the Larson call, I mean, you look like a genius. And, and man, I was so mad when you sold this one from me and it ended up being the right call, right? He had the best car all day. And then even we gave this out early in the week. I know there's a lot of people out there talking about we got to wait till practice. We got to wait till qualifying. And that is fine for some bets. And there's some things you learn there for sure. But value like this, you had to get in on it early. We did give him out. I think it was plus six fifty on the the live Friday for the poll bet. So hopefully you had that. I saw quite a few guys in the Discord that did. Uh, so we at least cashed that one. But yeah, nine to one looks. You looked like a genius because those odds were cut into into a third of that at, at three to one this morning, is what I saw before the race. So uh, yeah, great call by you. Obviously, it didn't quite work out in the end, but uh, you were definitely on track. And as good as he's been running, hopefully that will get the books fooled and get him in some good matchups, head-to-head matchups next week since it's a super speedway and we can fade him yet again. Um, I had Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, and Bubba Wallace. Bunch of big swings and big misses from me. Uh, we already kind of talked about a couple of these guys. Bubba just didn't really have it today. Struggled. I just said 35-1. to 1, I felt like might be some value there with as well as he'd been running to start the season. Uh, Bowman. Again, his track history here has not been great at all, uh, but the Hendrick speed, you couldn't look past with him being, again, all the way down at 20-1 to 1 after a great run last week. He ends up in, in ninth place, so, you know, whatever, but he didn't really, wasn't up there throughout the day. I don't think he got stage points in either stage, um, and just, you know, we kind of, a good finish for him compared to what he's had there, but I was on with the Hendrick speed again. I just picked the wrong Hendrick car again. <laughs> and then Kyle Busch. I mean, he ends up rebounding for an eighth place finish, which is great after two penalties on the same stop. Um, he had uh, what was it? Was he speeding and the wheel? Did the wheel come the off? Wheel, or? The wheel. It was an uncontrolled yeah. wheel off into the yeah, yeah uncontrolled. Yeah, uncontrolled tire. Yep. 
So re- recovered from that and finished eighth. Uh, and they had talked at one point, he was one of the only guys that seemed to be able to pass easily uh, during the race. So, but yeah, he wasn't, wasn't quite uh, as, as good as I had maybe hoped. Um, but obviously, yeah, your call with Kyle Larson is where it was because um, that was, that was obviously the correct call. Just didn't quite work out. No, I, you know, and it's, uh, to me, it's frustrating because even still, even when he did get chased down and he said it in his interview afterwards, he said, um, you know, well, we got, we got helped by one and then, you know, we kind of got, uh, kind of got screwed by the second. So he knows that he lived by, by the caution and he died by the caution. So it was just a matter of, you know, which side of it are you going to be on? And, uh, I don't know. Look, I, I'm, I'm angry. I'm not angry because of the way the race finished i'm angry because of the way the race finished like i'm (laughs) angry because we can't now uh, consider just a nice green flag ending you know there's always got to be something in those last 10 laps that we've got to look out for so when we go to start handicapping this you can't predict those last 10 laps like that you can't i mean and, and if you say you can then then good on you i'll step away and let you just have the rest of the floor because i i personally could not have predicted that uh that Harrison Burton was going to spin out with 10 laps to go bunch the field back up and then Kyle Larson was going to get pinched and and not be able to catch back up again I couldn't have predicted yeah, well that. and it almost worked in our favor because obviously Kevin Harvick would look like he was going to win that race until the the first spin and I can't remember who spun first and who spun second but but it yeah and we got the first restart which was still in regular time and it would have worked out perfectly because Larson was ahead and then uh, obviously it goes to overtime. But I mean, I guess we just have to start expecting things to happen. Maybe they do have that Buffalo wild wings button. Maybe there's a sniper up on the roof. That's taking out tires. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it, it sucks when that stuff late costs you on, on some of this. I mean, we, we talked about prepping for chaos right in the episode before, but that, I mean, Jesus, man, you have to have like a fallout shelter stocked with four years worth of food to prep for that kind of stuff. So it just doesn't, uh, it's such a difficult thing to try to handicap nowadays. Um, we're going to keep doing it though. Heaven forbid right. we give Come up. Come back next week. Super Speedway gives us an opportunity to hit Corey LaJoy, hopefully like 100, 150 to one and, and a few other things. Uh, a couple other quick questions that we got to Catfish Dilly in the, in the Discord. He asked uh, when we're picking outright for winners, outright winner for the races how many do you typically pick um for me it it and and they kind of talked about this going back and forth him and and jdk later but it depends a lot on the odds right because it you don't want to just want to lay a bunch on the top couple favorites then you're not really going to get a return if you hit one right so so like this week I, i did have the bowman and the and the bubba long shots sprinkled a little bit on those i don't even usually do a full unit on those just a partial unit on the longer shots. And then I went pretty good on Larson at the nine to one. Cause I felt really good about that. I took the Kyle Bush as well. So I kind of ended up with four this week, but it'll change week to week. We go to the super speedways like next week. I'll probably end up with six outrights just because you can get so many guys at, at such longer odds that, that have a real chance to win. And so I feel like if you st- stretch it out a little more, spread it out, and you get lucky enough to hit one of those, it's going to end up being a, a good day. Yeah, I don't feel like, and, and for me, it's I don't stretch out units a whole very thin because, again, then you start getting into just diminishing returns if you even do hit. So um, normally it's like three, you know, at most that I'll, that I'll try because 
again, I don't want to. I don't want to take two at the shorter odds and then throw out a long shot that's you know out there. But um, yeah, I don't necessarily like to. Um, I will say, JDK, we're going to get to your question after the break because we are going to break down the Xfinity race. It's not going to be that long. <laughs> Because that race, that race pretty much uh, pissed me off on Saturday night pretty good. So uh, we yeah. won't we won't take too long. But just before we get to the Xfinity race, Cody, any any last takeaways from Phoenix from the Cup racing part of it? Again, we only did the Cup racing, the Cup race first because it was still fresh in our minds. Right. It just happened, so we have the most to talk about on that. But any anything else you want to get off your chest before we go to the Xfinity race? Yeah, I mean, not really. It was another sold-out race, so there, there's been quite a few of those to start the season. I think that's four or five races in a row that, that Phoenix has sold out, so props to them. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have any other comments on the... Man, we were so close, so close on some of that stuff, and it just it didn't quite pay off. Well, like Thumper says, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Derek, thanks that's for right. joining us. I know you're going to bounce and edit your pod Cannot wait to hear that one. Everybody go uh, as soon as you're done listening to this and find uh, Derek Yoder's pod. Uh, I think all things go is what we're talking about this one, right, Derek? Are we talking about your... No, that'd uh, be the, the NASCAR his betting pre- his preview, preview show. show is what it's called. Yep. Yes, so he'll, he usually just puts out a quick quick little recap show. Uh, always enjoy listening to that Sunday night or Monday morning. So definitely check that out. Yep. Derek uh, does it by himself, which props to you. That's uh, I don't know I'd be good enough to just talk to myself, but he does it flawlessly. It's always a great show, so definitely check that out. Yes, sir. Yeah, just follow him on Twitter. Then you'll know, at Picks by Blaze, you'll be able to follow all of his work, uh, like I said, as soon as you're done with us. All right, let's take a break. Come back. We'll recap the Xfinity race uh, and talk about... Just talk about it, I guess. (laughs) We'll vent some more. (laughs) We'll come back after this. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy's heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one, like mine usually is. Mine's already busted. I, I haven't even picked anybody yet, but I'll tell you, it's busted already. Uh, plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. P N for those of you out there right now joining us on YouTube live on Twitter even uh, but you know on on YouTube for the most part thank you thank you thank you, thank you for watching thank you for uh, joining us and, and watching us and interacting with us I got to tell you right now it injects new life to the show uh, to be able to have you guys in here hanging with us so do yourselves a favor do us a favor hit that like button hit that subscribe button hit the bell ring the bell Christopher Bell whatever you got to do to get alerted when we go live like today and just anytime we put out content in general um like I said I always feel uncomfortable doing this but we love you keep listening keep watching uh and and stick with us we got great things coming for you uh in the near future I don't know that I'll ever feel comfortable with that just uh just to put that out there all right well, Dylan says you do great, so oh, shout out to Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. And uh, yeah, no, you're the best, Rob. Oh, stop. Keep going. Uh, all right. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, uh, we had the Xfinity race, and I literally just closed the tab on that one because I got so pissed off that I had to do this uh, <laughs> that I closed it anyways. But yeah, there's the Xfinity race, the United Rentals 200, which was 200 laps around the track. And <sighs> Cody, man, 
Again, I think, uh, yeah, it just set me How up. about the top five in this? Like, I could have given you the top five finishers in this race probably a hundred times, and I don't know that I would have come up with this combination, Rod. Well, Sammy there was Smith a lot of folks on Sammy Smith. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of yeah. folks on Sammy Smith. Ryan Truex, Sheldon Creed, Riley Herbst, Chandler Smith. I mean, Kyle Busch was in this race. You've got the other heavy hitters, uh, you know, some of the bigger names, and that ends up being your top five. Obviously, there was some chaos in this race. Um, before before we get too far into the Xfinity, uh, there was the ARCA Series race this weekend at Phoenix as well. Tanner Re- or Tyler Reef rather won that. 15 years old, Rod. 15 years old, and he won his first Arkham Menard Series race at Phoenix this weekend. Uh, not what I was doing at 15. No, not even close. I think what I was doing at 15 was... Ah, I wasn't even well. I was driving. I was backing into safflower fields in a in a Willie Jeep is what I was doing back oh, in those there days. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> but good no, impressive man. It was a, and I'll say I say that to say this right. So then we go on and Sammy Smith wins on Saturday and becomes the fourth youngest driver to ever win in the Xfinity Series. Check out this list. This is a pretty decent list to be a part of. Joey Logano at 18 years, zero months, 21 days. Chase Elliott. 18 years, four months, seven days. Ty Gibbs, 18 years, four months, 16 days. Then it's Sammy Smith, 18 years, nine months, seven days. And then Casey Atwood's fifth on that list. He had a decent cup career. But those other three guys, Logano, Elliott, and Gibbs, pretty solid list to be a part of there. Yeah, I joked that uh, on Monday he's got a pop quiz in bio he's got to get back to. So uh, he's got to make sure he gets back to school. How hard does that have to be to go back to high school after you win an Xfinity Series race on like? Then you're like, I got to take this dumb class now. Like, I would not be interested at all in that. <laughs> I only can imagine, like, what it what it's like to just go back to school and and basically, maybe, I don't know, maybe people know him there, maybe they don't, but, like, if the people that don't know him and he's just sitting there in class, like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, man, I hung out with my buddies, blah, 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 I went to this. What'd you do? Oh, I went out and won an Xfinity race here in NASCAR and got... <laughs> Got tons of television uh, time, and yeah, uh, yeah what? Pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, nothing much, by the way. Yeah. Um. All right. So yes, yeah, Sammy Smith wins this race. You talked about it. Ryan Truex comes in second. Sheldon Creed comes in third, which is sort of exactly where one of our first bet went on the day was Sheldon Creed over Ryan Truex. You notice the order in which I read those names. Ryan Truex was in second. Sheldon Creed came in third. I am livid and i mean livid sheldon creed above ryan truex all day long all day long guys and then sheldon creed does sheldon creed things and loses it but he drove his way back up to third which was fantastic except that ryan uh, ryan truex got his way to second so this bet did not cash ah Cody, I'm, yeah. I'm heartbroken. It, it, yeah, I mean, it was close, obviously. And yeah, Creed, I mean, second in stage one, he ends up being 10th in stage two. But Truex, again, was kind of nowhere to be found in either stage. Then all of a sudden he shows up. Yeah, bad bad beat on this one by the one spot. Kind of sucks. I had Josh Berry over Cold Custard. Uh, it looked early like maybe I was should be regretting my take on Cold Custard and uh, and not you know backing off a little bit, but uh, ends up being the different week, same story, looks good early and then just faded. And, and I mean, he was ended up sixth in stage one, and then he kind of fell back. And you never heard from him again after. And this was after he started on the pole. You kind of expected him to jump out early, take that lead, 
didn't really do much of that. Uh, ends up in 12th place and, and didn't really wasn't really much in the conversation the rest of the day. Josh Berry spun, I think he actually just spun again. He spun about eight times in that race, uh, and he ended up recovering and finishing eighth somehow. So, so props to Barry, a good solid weekend for him with top 10 in, in both races. But, uh, yeah, he did cash this one at minus 110. Yeah, I mean, again, this was uh, this was one that you we were holding on for dear life with it at a couple of points, but uh, good call on you. All right, my next pick was Brandon Jones over. This, this was our head to head, Rob. Yeah, we were on opposite sides. Yeah, so Brandon Jones did not finish ahead of Sammy Smith. Cody, where did Sammy Smith finish? Ah, uh, let me scroll up all the way in first, Rod. I I didn't I didn't have that part pegged. Uh, I just I I knew I couldn't trust Brandon Jones, and we talked about this. This was you know which one of these guys is going to come out and, and finally make a, a good finish out of a, a decent day, right? And it seemed like Jones had just struggled more throughout the days than Smith had. Smith has been fast the first couple of races of the season, so not too much of a shock to see him win. We didn't we didn't bet on him, but it's not a huge shock to see him win. So I just felt like he was the more trustworthy, as much as I hate to say it, because I love Brandon Jones, love betting on him, uh, but it, it did not. Again, Brandon Jones just on the struggle bus early this season with the JRM cars. What is up with JRM cars wrecking JRM cars, by the way? Like, I don't know. I man. saw that too. And I, do they have <laughs> like, like a every bounty? week they, and like uh Dale juniors addressed it on his podcast. And like, he, he, you know, he doesn't want them to wreck each other, but he doesn't want them to not race either. And, but man, they just, it seems like every time you look up, there's a JRM car dumping another JRM car. It's like, guys help each other out a little bit <laughs> yeah no i noticed that too i was like i don't know if there's like in the garage where they've got a, a bounty sheet on each other and it's like how many times we could take each other out but yeah it just doesn't seem like they play very nicely together and it doesn't matter who's in those cars it really is just like you know if it doesn't matter who you are you're just going to be get taken out by a teammate and that's ridiculous so um yeah. all right well my next one that actually did hit was a nice little hit by the way uh, Riley Herbst is a top five car. This was at four to one. I remember you kind of gave a little snarl and you're like, okay, well, man, this is fine. Not with not this one. It was the next one. I oh, that's right. That's right. Um, but, I love betting on Herbst. Yeah. You no, know, the Herbst. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I Herbst him, right? Yeah. Uh, but Riley Herbst is a top five car that worked out for us. I, again, me and Sheldon Creed are going to have words. I want to have a beer with you, Sheldon Creed. Like this is my, this is my new call to, to arms. I just, I want to have a beer. With, with Sheldon Creed, because not only did he ruin the the uh, Truex bet, but he also ended up ruining Herps as a top three car, which would have been eight to one, and that would have been a better day for both of us. We could hit three, a top three and a top five and the same guy, but no, Herps finishes in fourth because Creed finishes in third after that crazy, crazy finish. Yeah, this would have been so nice to hit, to double up on the plus 400 and the plus 800. Luckily, the plus 400 does come through, but uh, I know JDK uh, asked his question a few minutes ago. Uh, oh, will Herbst ever win? Seems like he just loves top 10s, and we've talked about that before. Like The guy is a top 10 machine. Like Every week, he's in the top 10. Every week, he's, he's fairly solid. But you never see him dominate. You never see him win. He never leads a ton of laps. I don't know why that is. I, I mean, we've kind of questioned before why he still has that ride other than for sponsorship reasons because it just he doesn't seem to be able to take that equipment to where it should go now maybe it's not as good of equipment as we thought with the Stuart haas camp i guess with custer struggling early so maybe he's doing the best with what he can i, I don't know you got to think a riley herbst win is coming eventually 
But even a guy like Daniel Hemrick in that Gibbs car for for a couple of years there, he didn't he didn't ever really like break through and get a bunch of wins. Like he won that one championship race. I think it was overtime where he he you know you know and they bumped each other coming to the line. He wins a championship. That's the only race he ever won. Like in elite equipment. Whereas you got guys like like Ty Gibbs and Sammy Smith jump in and win on like their first and fifth starts in these cars. And it's like, man, I don't know. But yeah, Herbst is so reliable for top. I wish to give us Xfinity top tens to bet on because you just bet Riley Herbst every week. It's like betting Kevin Harvick to get a top 10. But he just can't ever seem to get over the hump. And you got to think maybe eventually he gets there. Maybe he fuel mileages his way in or strategy call or something. But to see him just go out and dominate a race or or actually go out and race his way to a win. I, I don't know if we're going to see that. It just, he doesn't seem like the type of driver that can do it. And, and yeah, JDK just said in the chat, he seems like he just doesn't know how to push and, and maybe that's it. He just, he's not aggressive. He's just that, that kid that's out there. That's, you know, Oh, Hey, I'm pretty decent. I'll just kind of hang out here and, you know, do good. And I don't need to beat everybody else. They can win. That's fine. I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just got to feel comfortable with your lot in life and uh, just know where you belong. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yep, but hey, he still cashed the top five and plus 400, so we'll take that. We'll take that. I had Justin Allgaier, top three, plus 100, best bet of the weekend, Rod. Dominates this race, jumps out to the lead early, wins stage one, wins stage two. He's just going for it. Oh, never mind. Yeah, this. Man, why do these – I know why they do it, but why do they do it, Rod? He's racing for stage points, doesn't pit when he should. I know he got the two playoff points. That's great. That's good. That's wonderful. But then he gets mired back in the muck, gets caught up in it, shoved into the wall by an accident that, guess what, a JRM car started <laughs> and ends up taking him out. He gets smashed into the wall, finishes 36th, had the best car on the day. I mean, he was fast. He looked good. He's always good at Phoenix. This was looking like a joke. Why was this plus 100? Should have easily cashed. Then he just he gets caught up in it because of the, the strategy call. I get why they do it. Those two playoff points could be the difference in getting him to the championship race, but it sucks. Yeah, no, it's it's the worst, and especially when we had Algaier in a couple of different places that we could have uh, had a much better day than we did. It was looking great. It was looking swell, and then it all got taken away from us. A lot like this next one, where, again, you gave me the side eye at Hemrick as a top five car at five to one, but he finished both stages inside the top five, he did end up with a 10th place finish after that mayhem, but that was, I'm telling you, that bet was looking solid all day long, Cody. Guess where he ended up, though, Rod. I hope you saw my comment in the Discord because you they did. showed him on TV at one point. He was in 13th place. He was making a pass for that 12th place spot where he's always hanging out. Ends up getting up to 10th. Solid day for Daniel Hemrick. That's two spots above his average of 12th. Nowhere near the top five, Rob. But he was there at the end of stage one <laughs> and the end of stage two. He was Never running there up five. at the end of the race. No, no. <laughs> he doesn't I, know how to do it. <laughs> I thought for sure I had ammunition on you this week, and that did not happen. So, <laughs> um, I had Sam Mayer for a top five. Figures the one week I finally bet on Sam Mayer, he doesn't really show up. Um, again, he just kind of he's been so fast throughout these races. I mean, eighth in stage one, seventh in stage two. I think he was kind of running up there towards the end, but. But got shuffled back, ends up with an eleventh place finish. So, not really super close to to cash in this top five. It just he's had the speed. We've seen JRM cars be good here, especially with Justin Allgaier. So I thought that maybe we would get Sam Mayer to be in the top five, but uh, 
wasn't to be this week. Hey, once again, I mean, Sam Mayer was within the vicinity in both stages. He was seventh place in stage uh, two, or stage two, yeah, and uh, eighth place in stage one. So not too far off of the top five. That was looking pretty good for the most part. I, too, had a Sam Mayer bet. I had him to win group A. Cody, do you have your magic notebook down where we've got where group A I have was? My magic, my magic notebook right here. Who was? Little pen and paper. Who was in group uh, A? It, <laughs> Well, we'll just start at the top and stop there because it was Sammy Smith. Yep, we're done. That was, <laughs> was in the group. Brandon Jones, he beat him. Uh, Sheldon Creed. Did not uh, beat him. Austin Hill. Did not beat him. Nope. And Daniel Hemrick, uh, which he didn't beat him either. So, so Sam Mayer yeah. finished last yeah. in this group. I, well, except for Brandon Jones. So oh, yeah. Well, yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I meant to bet on him to finish second to last in the group. Yeah, that would have been the better way to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this, guys. This, I mean, this group ended up being more loaded than you would have thought. I mean, Again, Sammy Smith, inconsistent finishes, right? And Sheldon Creed, inconsistent finishes. Austin Hill, we're going to talk about him in a minute. He ended up having a great day. Uh, the finish was seven, so not, not super great. And Daniel Hemrick, I mean, you knew he was going to be back in 12th. So even if Sam Mayer finished 11th, it should have been fine. You're funny. Uh, all right. <laughs> you had the winning car number, but not uh, at the same time. Yep. Nope, I didn't. I had uh, winning car number under nine and a half. Yeah. No, I mean, there's only... Two guys in the top ten, underneath nine and a half. Again, this this race just was full of surprises. But you know, I give that out. Then Cole Custer qualifies on the pole. You're like, okay. Then Justin Allgaier is dominating the race. Even Sheldon Creed looked pretty good. All right, we got some life here, and it just didn't did not work out. Uh, the over on this was juiced up a lot. Obviously, had Kyle Busch over that number, and then. Obviously, all these other guys that we didn't see finishing this good over that number, but but I felt like there was some some value there at plus money. Uh, it just didn't quite work out. Nope, unfortunately, it did not. Uh, as did not my winner, which was John Hunter Nemechek. <sighs> he led 19 laps in this race. Looked like a very fast car. Could not get it done when I needed him to do it most. Uh, but I mean, look, John Hunter had his problems, but he kept charging back. He finished in sixth place. So not a bad day overall for John Hunter, considering all the mayhem he went through uh, to get there. But man, he looked like a, I mean, he did the thing where, uh, where he jumped out to a lead and then just took off. Of course, he got chased down later on, but you know, it's a matter of he got uh, in the lead and he kept it there for a good long while. He actually kept it for 19 laps from 50 flat, 55 to lap 73 uh, before surrendering it to Austin Hill. But yeah, I mean, it's. I'm so, oh man, it was just so frustrating to have that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Again, sucks. Have a great night, Rory. Go, go enjoy your bush lattes. <laughs> uh, I had Justin Allgaier plus 500. He again, dominated the race early and, and then got caught up in that wreck late Chandler Smith plus 1200. How about him and Kyle Bush getting into it on the last lap there? Uh, Chandler Smith comes out of it better and ends up in fifth, but he wasn't really a threat to win all day, unfortunately. Uh, and then Austin Hill at 20 to one again, he led a good, good chunk of this race, um, ends up finishing in seventh. So the, the race, the result wasn't necessarily there, but, uh, he had a great day and was consistently running up front. There were definitely times where I thought Austin Hill, I mean, we, we could be talking about him winning three of the first four races of the season, these RCR cars being just super for real, and they are for real. I mean, Sheldon Creed ends up finishing third. Austin slid back to seventh, but they were both up there throughout the day. Um, I think Austin Hill, he did finish second in stage two, 
I think he had ended up hitting in stage one or something, but at the end there, but, but finished second in stage two. So he was up there uh, and then continued to be up there throughout the race again at 20 to one, just ridiculous. Now we're going back to the super speedway next week. going to be hard not to bet on Austin Hill because depending on where they put his odds at, he's really fucking good at super speedways. So um, yeah, but if they keep disrespecting him on non super speedway tracks at this, you know, anything probably North of 15 to one, He's just going to be an autoplay every week because, again, even if he doesn't have the best car, he finds a way to put himself in position to be there, and he can get these wins late in these races. Yeah, again, I was uh, I was about to just say, well, okay, Cody, you uh, you are the Austin Hill whisperer for as much as uh, I've been other whisperers. You definitely are on him, and I was going to secede the floor to you for now on anytime we talk about Austin Hill because, like I said, I wasn't sold, and maybe I'm going to have to start changing my tune on him. Uh, as we go forward because he is very fast and he was looking really good um, in that race. Yeah, he's, he's quickly making a case that he should maybe be a cup driver sooner rather than later, I think. Well, we'll definitely see about that. Um, all right, well, look, that was Phoenix in a nutshell, guys. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the live aspect of this. I know uh, I kind of did, actually. I liked being able to come on and, yeah. and be cathartic about a, a rough go these will be a lot more fun when we win a bunch of money, Rob. Yes, that I was going to say. <laughs> it's going to be like a big party atmosphere. In yeah, there. yeah. Well, if we would have cashed some more tickets this weekend, then it would have been a lot better off. But uh, we'll get there. Again, we just we weren't that far off this week. Uh, yeah. just Again, four for cautions. four at the end of regulation, having the guys that, that were leading these races. Like, it, it, it's going to, that's going to turn out in our favor sooner rather than later. And when Corey LaJoy wins this weekend, it's going to be a real party. Yep, I will. <laughs> oh, you and your Corey. I, I ordered my Corey LaJoy hat this week, Rod. Uh, should be here in the next day or two. So uh, keep an eye on the YouTube channel because as soon as I get it, I will be wearing it for our shows this week it's uh, leading up to Atlanta. Too bad that we can't get uh, merch that has Corey LaJoy on it, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work great. on it, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, listen, let's, uh, let's put a pin in this one and uh, go ahead and close up shop for the evening. Uh, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, hey, what are you doing? Come catch us live next time. But no, still. Listen. But also, happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday to you. Uh, very early episode for you, maybe on your commute to work in the morning as you uh, get to where you're going. You didn't expect it, but it's there. So uh, happy happy Monday to you. Start it off right. Uh, yeah. All right. And yeah, make sure you subscribe to the, the YouTube channel. Click the bell. Might not do this every Sunday night, but uh, we're going to try and do it as much as we can. Jump on, get the the fresh, raw reactions to these races. And, uh, yeah, we went live on Friday, took questions. You never know when we'll go live. So uh, we're, we're keeping that a mystery. That's why you got to hit the bell, and, and then you'll know. Anybody can tell you their schedule. We want you to be the real fans and know when we go live. So, exactly. uh, And, again, thank you to all of you that have joined us in this yes. chat. So much fun. It. Just a blast to be with you guys. Uh, Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you on social media so they can just keep talking to you after this. Yep, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, yeah, feel free to hit me up over there. Join the Discord. Man, conversations just keep getting crazier in there every week. So uh, fun time. Lots of guys pointing out stuff that they're on and, and hitting bets together. It's a, it's a good time, so, so get over there. Love it, too. Yep, keep the conversation rolling in that Discord. Um, you know, now that we're on YouTube, I want to give a big shout-out again to uh, the, the folks that have supplied our theme music, and they are Iconoclast, a fantastic band. Uh, that I met through my Canadian football contacts. Uh, they've they've been a proud supporter of everything I do, and this song is on Spotify as well. Iconoclast, I run 
Find their entire library. Such good stuff over there. Uh, support them. Support us. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's In Between Media, whatever it is, we're there. Coming back to you with a, uh, another episode on Tuesday. So enjoy this one on Monday. We'll come back on Tuesday with more of the show. Until next time, let's go racing. I hate Phoenix and let it ride.